Amen. It's currently 7.16 a.m. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and I'm thanking God for his mercies today. I want to echo the words of David and say, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. Amen. He's a good God, and he's so high and lifted up. Amen. Well, this is Gil, and what a privilege it is to have Brother Andrew today on the Concord broadcast. Amen. How are you doing today, Levi? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Levi. Obviously, most of y'all already know me, but uh, I'm doing good this morning. I've had my coffee, so I think I'm pretty much ready to go. And extremely thankful for the, the opportunity to be able to talk to some of our missionaries. Today, obviously, we've got Brother Andrew with us, and uh, we're thankful for the opportunity. I know he's he's uh, got a lot going on, and uh, thankful to get a few minutes of his time. Brother Andrew, how are you doing today? Hey, y'all. Man, I'm doing good. I'm uh, also grateful to, uh, to the Lord's grace. We're just uh, faring well. I was in uh, the capital city of um, Erbil, or Howler, uh this morning, and I'm on the way back to Rwanda's small little mountain border town that I'm living and uh, enjoying the ride back. That's awesome. How's the weather down there where you're at right now? Is it similar to what we have, or is it a little different? Well, it uh, up in the mountains, it has it's, uh, it's taken a, a nice. Uh, welcome turn to a cooler, a cooler, cooler nights and cooler mornings. Still, probably gets in about 80s um, in the afternoons. Uh, it was probably 10 degrees hotter in uh, down in Erbil. It's in a lower part of the country. It's about two hours south of here, and so it's always warmer there. But, but uh, yeah, it's turned uh, turned a nice uh, fall-ish weather. So thankful for the summer's been really hot. Like, Topping like at 120 during the peak of the summer was just boiling hot. Okay. On the subject of kind of kind of where you're at, can you uh, can you give us kind of an idea of what you got going on right now as far as like work wise and uh, what you've got going on? And man, I also wanted to say um, too, before I go any further, I want to thank y'all for having me on your on your on your podcast, man. That's a, a real blessing. But yeah, we are. Um, running a little uh, carpentry shop here uh, here in country and uh, it's a platform that enables us to get our visa and so um, yeah it's a little three rusty nails carpentry shop is um, doing well we've uh, turned out a bunch of work uh, this this year and this really enables me to have one-on-one correspondence and relationship with uh, my shop helpers and so we've got uh, three guys right now that's working with us. One of them is actually uh, an older, uh, an older gentleman. He is a believer, originally from uh, the neighboring country here, and um, which is I'll just say it's fine. It's, he's from Iran, and uh, just a, a blessing to have him in the shop. He's a really cool guy. Um, he's got a pastoral heart and. Uh, just got some really unique giftings that God's allowed us to sow into and um, try to help him and uh, guide him into the, to, was, was, you know, with the scripture to uh, just that state of full maturity and, you know, begin to see the Lord un, un, unveil, you know, his purpose for, for this man. And it's really been a, been a blessing to have a part in that. The other two guys are um, 
two young men that are somewhat open-minded. Um, it's just taking taking some time to gain that ear of trust um, to where that I can uh, really speak truth to them. So, so um, yeah, they are um, they're in the shop, and we're just carrying on with that. Still learning the language. We have language studies. Um, I was doing it five times a week earlier on, and then we uh, cut it back because um, I had I had some some uh, some new shop helpers come in, and some other guys left, and we had to kind of back down. I was in the middle of a big job, and and to save some time, I I just had to cut cut the language for for a little season. But um, but anyway, uh, that's going on. We've got uh, we meet for prayer uh, twice a week. And um, then we have a, a fellowship where we try to meet up um, at least once a week. And that the fellowship is just with uh, other fellow co co-laborers here at the region. And um, uh, there's a couple families living in the next town over that we try to get together with and um, have fellowship together. So, um, so yeah, as uh, I've been back in studying language again and uh, just taking that one day at a time. We've got three, uh, three different meetings per week that we, that we, uh, that we are part of uh, two prayer meetings and then a fellowship meeting. The fellowship meeting is with um, a couple uh, other families in the next little city over next town over just to meet up with some, some other brothers and uh, believers and have fellowship uh, once a week. We did that on Fridays and then on uh, other two days during the week, we, uh, we meet for prayer. Um, a couple of the local believers come out and join it as well. And we just ask the Lord to pour out his spirit and, you know, cry out to him for a moving. And, and uh, we've seen the Lord really begin to draw uh, people out of darkness. And it's been really exciting. Uh, the, the last little bit that was really exciting. I've been talking to this guy probably over two years now, and he come to the shop. He was what was interesting was he was drawn to come to the shop because he liked working with wood. He was wanting to get into it and learn about it, and so he uh, he came to the shop many many times. We talked about, about different things, and I would always try to find a little edge to slip some truth in, slip slip the gospel in, and let him chew on it or think about it and anyway this last time we had met to talk he said he said yeah he said i said he said uh he said he'd been watching a lot of those islam and christian debates and he said uh said that he was um really leaning toward becoming a follower of christ and i said really and he said yeah he said keep your keep your keep your eyes watching those videos he said you're liable to see see me on there i said man that would be a blessing and so you know it was that's really super huge for us you know you know going on a three-year endeavor with this guy to see him and hear him make a statement like that was pretty um that's pretty that's awesome yeah pretty awesome and praise the lord for it man islam is is just what uh what's mainstream here there is some very slender group called Yazidis, um, and they're they, that is how that's kind of a mixture. It's kind of a weird conglomerate of of um, Islam and Christianity. Like they believe in Jesus, 
they believe he was crucified, that he rose again. Um, but it's really a works, a works-based salvation, and so um, they're really kind of in the same boat. But at least they have a they hold the Lord Jesus to a higher degree than what is the is, is Islamics do. So yeah, for the most part, it's all you know they're all uh, the majority are Muslims. And I'll be honest with you, out of that majority, there's only a really a and a, a very slim number that are really devote to it. Most of them are just Muslim by birth. That, that's what they'll say. Well, yeah, my dad's a Muslim, so I'm a Muslim. And the, the younger generation really, you know, they don't read the Quran because it's written in Arabic, and you know, they don't read or follow, you know, any of the five different pillars of Islam. They just, they just kind of, you know, going along with it. Much like a lot of your folks, like in Mexico, you know, would say they're Catholic, but. You know, they might go to mass maybe maybe once a year. So it's kind of that, just that that sense of religion. That's really what they've got. Uh, uh, more of a man-based, man-centered, works-based. Brother Andrew, when did you uh, receive your call to, to the mission field? So, yeah, that was the... What is it here now? It's, I see it. That, that's been a, that's been some, uh, some water under the bridge there now. Right. I probably... <laughs> I was probably in my early, early twenties. Yeah, cause I, I I was in my early twenties, probably 22, 23. Um, I was living on my own. I just really felt like the Lord wanted more for me. I was teaching Sunday school, and I was even preaching. You know, staying busy preaching. But as far as all to serve God, you know, cross culturally, it was, you know, that came. You know, and it was just this a moment of just surrender. And I, I felt like I guess the question that really that really kept or kept coming to the surface in my mind, I wrestled with it a lot in those earlier days was, you know, what what reason, you know, why was I born? You know, for what reason, what purpose? And you know, to be able to um you know, have that answer, you know, it's, it's, it was such a relief. And then God, right. God could lead me into his will and and um, you know, have that confidence that, that right now, at two thirty-eight in the afternoon on a Saturday, I'm pulled into a little town on the border of Iran. That I know a thousand percent God led me here. Uh, it's just, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing like it. It's just a great peace and a great confidence that comes with it. Right. Said. I mean, another question that goes hand in hand with that one. You know, you said you're heading to a city here, or right there on the border of Iran. What is the mission? So, so yeah, you know, it's for sure number one, first and foremost, to bring God, God, uh, glory. You know, by means of preaching, declaring the gospel. You know, that that can branch out into different venues from there, from scripture, you know, production, and you know, getting the getting the word in people's hands. Um, to uh, something as simple as just you know maintaining a friendship with a guy at work, but at the same time, you know our, our main thrust is to you know see the see the gospel to be declared. I, I, I'm reminded you know that it's not a sprint; it's a it's a marathon, and so enjoying the journey, time to you know learn the language. At, at the same time, you're able to learn the culture, and that's a huge door. There's oftentimes things hidden in the culture that you don't even realize are there they don't re- they don't realize it's there but you as the as the foreigner or the expat you know you're coming in and you're seeing it for the first time 
you're able to pick up on these little minute details that oftentimes are like a key to really help unlock unlock the gospel, you know, within their culture to a way they can really truly get a hold of it, and God can get a hold of them. So that's um, that's part of the phase that I'm in now. Uh, I don't necessarily believe in going to minister uh, as much as I do ministering as I go whether it's, you know, stopping to give somebody a ride or just, you know, just living my day, living my life one day at a time and just living it to the, to the glory of God, to the fullest. Creating a friendship. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, like, for example, like, like these people here, these Kurds, these, uh, Sarani Kurds, they're really clannish. And so like, they're kind of shut off and kind of get to know them. And then once you kind of get in with them, then, then you, can kind of, and then and then it's a whole nother series of almost like tests to see if they can really trust you and and then once you kind of get through that phase um and then you know they'll just break down and start telling you like like deep things in their life because they trust you with it and so that stuff just doesn't you know you don't you don't get to that that level with people just overnight it takes um takes time and for the most part a lot of them don't even they don't want to, they don't care what you got to say. They don't want to hear what you got to say. It just takes time to really build those friendships and where they actually see that, you, see that you actually care. And, you know, that's for sure impacting, you know, with the gospel too. And why do you do what you do, brother Andrew? Uh, why do I do what I do? Man, number one is I love the Lord Jesus with every ounce of my body, my fiber, my being. I love the Lord, and you know, I, uh, I think if you were to give your life to missions, you, it would be a wasted life. But if you give your life to Christ, now that's where it comes to a place where, you can, where, 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 it's, where it's fruitful. Giving my life to Jesus and having that daily walk with Him, that communion with Him, it's just it's nothing like it, man. It's not, it's, it doesn't compare to anything in the world. Nothing this world has to offer, not amount of bling or glitter or shine it's just it just doesn't this is no comparison amen um question for you on this you were talking about you know finding the will of god for your life what you have for uh a a person that was in that position about your age and and was just looking for what god had had planned for them for their at that stage of their life Uh, what are some things that helped you with that and and what would you what would you tell, I guess, what would you tell the younger you uh, that maybe would help them? A younger me, I tell you what I would say, I would say, love the Lord Jesus and, um, you know, just follow him. And um, I guess what I've, what I've, what I've discovered is that God's will really finds you in lieu of you finding God's will. But if you love the Lord and you're wanting to follow him, you know, he is, he, he is a rewarder uh, to those who diligently seek him. I mean, I, I can remember just nights, you know, I'd pray, you know, down by the river there and lay with the Lord all night. I mean, numerous nights and fast and pray, just wanting to hear from God. It, it got to, For me, it got to a place where I was almost fearful of missing the will of God. Um, I was afraid that, I would show up on, you know, the judgment day and be empty handed. And, you know, I I had this great weight that I was wasting my life 
I had made decisions based upon what I wanted and based upon self. And, and I was just, man, I was so worried. And I, for me at that time, I really had to just really just, um, man, I really sought the Lord with everything that I had. But yeah, you know, the, the, the reward was great, you know, when God would meet with me and give me clear, precise direction on what to do and when, where to go. And it was just like this relief, you know, just just waterfall of just grace, just cascading over your soul and where you know you just spoke to the God of heaven and then just fall in love with that, you know, fall in love with the Lord and his presence. And, you know, I had a preacher one time, he was down in Alabama. I was in a, I was in a, I was in a, I was living down there at the time. And, um, he was an older preacher. He walked up to me. I was a young guy. I was like, I said, in my early twenties and I was standing up next to the, next to the like a doorway and all the guys were over having fellowship and uh, this guy walked over. He was from South Carolina. And he said, hey, Andrew, he said, um, how old are you? And I, I told him. And, and he said, um, he said uh, I mean, I asked you a question. I said, yeah, go ahead. He said, he said, do you pray? I said, well, I said, yeah, yeah, I pray. And he paused. Like, you know, he, he took this moment to pause. And he said, no. Nah. He said, no. I said, that's not what I asked you. He said, do you pray? And I hung my head down in, in shame and I said, no, sir, I, I, I don't. And then he said, if I was your age again, he said, man, I'd find me a little place in the woods and I'd call on God. And so I took his advice and uh, found me a little place down by, down by old coon dog lot. And uh, you follow Alabama and uh, start to pray in a little pine thicket out there. And that's kind of where it all kind of started. Man, it'll really begin to just meet with me and really form that strong love life with the Lord and had a strong bond with him. And uh, I would for sure tell that to a younger me again because that was just, man, it was my life source, you know. said, I'm on this side of the phone smiling hearing you say that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just got back to the little house here, y'all. I'm staying. So, what is like in that area? Are they anything some what we have, or are they a little different? As far as like, like, uh, what do you mean? Like, you mean like just the people themselves, or the like the the house itself? Like, is it? Oh, the houses. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. They're yeah. They're different. Most of them are are block. Most of them are block concrete. Um, there's not much wood. Um, there's very few wood. Um, actually, I've not seen hardly. I've seen two wooden places, and one's one was a restaurant, and one was a little cabin. So yeah, it's uh, a lot of concrete, a lot of block. That's pretty much your main building because it's cheap too, and uh, that's your main building materials here. Little place here that I'm, that I'm renting now. It's a neat, neat little place. It's kind of. I was li- living out in another village called Akoyan. And then uh, the landlord sold the house. So like in the States, you could say, well, my lease don't run out till till June. But here they don't honor any of that stuff. It's just like, hey, you got to get out. I sold my house. So I had to I had to move fairly quickly. So this place here was available. So I ended up coming over here and it needed a lot of work. But but yeah, it's 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 plenty, plenty enough for me. As far as like where you're at and, and where you've been, like what are some of your I guess like favorite foods from from the cultures that you've been in. Okay, that's a good question. I would say what comes right off the top of my head 
uh, living with the Marubu up off up off the Amazon. Take a right on the Javadi, then another. I'm sorry, left on the Javadi, then another left on the Itokai. We we live with them for 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 quite a while. They would every every end of the summer around August, September in Brazil, the the dry season. You would have these river turtles would lay their eggs, and we'd go out and hunt them and uh, get them and um, boil those things down. Man, I'm telling you, a turtle egg is dynamite. Uh, it's amazing food. It was just I don't know it was something that was so rich and just unique. I know I, I just I really enjoyed the taste of those. Um, let's see something more. Uh, I see in then the Brazilian the, the Brazilian churrasco is really nice. It's, it's like a like a it's like their barbecue like like the, like their pit barbecue. They have this one cut of meat on their Brazilian cattle called a picanha, and it's just um, absolutely amazing. It's kind of it's kind of like like two steps above a ribeye. I mean, it's just amazing meat. Far as the fish in Brazil, I mean, you got a bunch of selections from Piraracu. Just, just amazing. There's hardly any bones in it. Um, and you got matrichan. It's just like marbled fat, like in fish meat. Uh, absolutely amazing. Tambaqui is the same way, but yeah, we had a lot of that. Uh, acai, it's like a like a little fruit that they they mix up, make a drink out of it. It's pretty good. Here, um, here in uh, well, when I when I lived in Israel for a little while, they had this one uh, dish was called uh, biryani. And they would like put like chicken and like in the bottom of a pot and they put rice on top of it. And then when they would serve it after it's cooked all day, they would flip it over and like dump it out like an upside down cake. And it would just, oh man, just incredible. You eat it, you eat it with like, with like yogurt and stuff. Yeah, it was just really good. Um, as far as the Kurdish food goes, so far my favorite has been, um, uh, let's see, probably kufta. It's like a cornmeal like a cornmeal patty with meat on the inside and it's been cooked like in a tomato type sauce. It's really good. Uh, kufta, they call it. And they got one that's called dorma. It's pretty good too. It's like stuffed. It's like a, like meat and rice that's been cooked in these spices and it's stuffed inside like peppers and onions. And after that, so you can, you can make yourself sick eating that stuff. It's just, it's because it's just so good. But, but yeah, so that's pretty much the, pretty much them but I've, I've eaten a lot of stuff i mean i mean i've, I've eaten stuff like this just because you had to because you was, you know what else not, not, not else to eat yeah i was asked by a young man in our church named david to to make sure i ask you some of these questions so i'll i'll run them by you as far okay. as while we're on the subject uh, you were talking about uh some of the things you've you've ran into like insects or, or reptiles or animals what have been some of, some of your more interesting interactions with stuff like that well, let's see. Uh, I guess here, um, as far as insects go, there's been a there's, there's a lot of scorpions. I remember a verse that the Lord gave me uh, out of Ezekiel. Speaking of Ezekiel's call, when I came here, that was just uh, so encouraging to see. Like I would wake up and then like roll my covers back, and there would be a scorpion there. And it was like, oh my goodness, it's a scorpion, you know. But then like that verse was like, you know, you'll tread over scorpions. You know, you're not going to be hurt by them or harmed by them. So it was, it was you know reassuring to have that scripture. You know, but yeah, like down in the Amazon, man, probably the most dangerous was probably the mosquito because because it carries so many different types of diseases. 
you know, two different types of malaria, dengue. It's a lot of different stuff, you know. I, I never really got bit by anything crazy while I was down there. I got a spider once that messed my leg up for about two weeks. Believe it or not, I've been I've been bit by a mosquito, and I uh, I had a time in my life where I had dengue. Really? Yeah. The old dengue favor, man. Hey. Oh yeah, it's not it's not a joke. No, you can check it off the bucket list, though, can't you? Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> Was it was it in the states or where was it at? Nah, my my parents are originally from Guatemala, and uh, I traveled down there. I stayed down there for about four, four or five months. During my time there, I got bit by one of the mosquitoes. Awesome. Yeah, I understand, man. Bless your heart, man. I I, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, I'm glad you haven't had anything like that happen to you. I've not had I've not had anything like that here. You know, there in Brazil, I, I've had dengue numerous of times, malaria. I don't know. Stopped cutting after twenty, a bunch of times. Oh um, man! So yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been. Uh, you know what? I, I I heard this recently. It's been a blessing to me. You know, it says it was a quote. It said adversity or difficulty is 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 or or, or are clothes worn by opportunity. In other words, opportunity cloaks itself and difficulty and, and suffering. And so when you look at it from that perspective, you know, you could see, you know, God's hand, even in the malaria and in the dengue. And then how, you know, how that uh, he's got people watching you everywhere you go. And if they're watching to see how you react, even in that sickness, you know, it's, it's that much more to the glory of God. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, it's been a, a blessing. Yeah, you know where 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 Paul said, "I I I glory in my infirmities." You know that that, that that's a whole another level. You know to be thankful for you know a sickness or you know a, an affliction, because right. the, that that the power of Christ may rest upon me, and you know that's just having the proper proper perspective. Yeah, but, um, that's the hasn't slowed you. you down, has it? No, sir. No, the Lord for sure gives grace, and it's always sufficient. Um, as far as like experiences and while we're on it, do you have any funny stories or funny experiences that you've had over there that, that you look back on now and kind of, kind of laugh about? You know, yeah. I mean, uh, anytime you're learning a language and like learning culture, you know, there's, you've got to give yourself places to, to just laugh because, um, you know, you're, you're going to make a mistake, you know, that, 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 that's, that's going to happen. I have plenty of <laughs> plenty of those during during language learning, and you just gotta be flexible, you know. But I remember one. I was in Brazil in my earlier years there in Brazil. I had gone to the um to the. I, I was in a town down down river in a town called Manacaporu. I was trying to find a a charger for my cell phone. I'd gone in and asked for a charger. I mispronounced it, <laughs> so I was asking. The guy was like, "Cause he, cause I was I walked in the cell phone store." And I was like, hey, do you have a phone charger? And he's like, when I showed him my phone, he said, no. I said, no, it's like it's 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 it's, it's for it's like it's this one. I was like, you, you not have a phone charger? He kind of he's, he's kind of got this smirk on his face. He's like, no, we don't we don't have one. And I was like, well, man, I'm like, it's a phone store. You think they would have one? You know, I was like, OK, so I left. Well, I go back to my at the time, my language helper, he, he, he was living there, too, in that, in that, at that same town. And. Um, his name was um, his name was Melchizedek. Actually, kind of a cool story. But anyway, I asked him. I said, um, I, said I, "I was trying to practice today. I went to a, a cell phone store and I tried to ask for a charger. 
I was trying to share it with him. Anyway, long story short, he, he starts laughing too. And he's like, you know what you was asking for? I was like, no. He was like, well, you're asking for basically, he's like, to put it in a polite way, he was asking for an outhouse. He said, but the way you was saying it was in, it was in the slang way. And I was like, oh, man, that's really bad. So, yeah, you know, those are, you know, are kind of comical to kind of, you know, reflect back on, you know, just over the years and of just, uh, you know, learning different things. And I remember when I, when I was, I would, I would go to the one Madubu village and uh, I'd go in there a lot with them. They would always slip me like, like a fish head or, or something like to eat, you know. And I was just like, man, you know, surely – you know, this head, I mean, man, I mean, it's like something we would throw away in the States, you know. I mean, surely they're just going to give me these old scraps, but then come to find out it was like what they considered to be the best part. And, um, and then I then, and then like later on, I just got used to it to where I was like, hey, pass me that head, you know. And it's kind of cool how things just kind of pan out that way. We was out hunting one time. It was way out, way out in the rainforest, out hunting one time. And, coming back and there was two big old red macaws sitting up over the canoe on a, on a tree on a, a tree limb i was with i was with uh one e at the time and he said hey he said preacher he said there's a bird i said man I said, let me see that shotgun i just held it right in the right in the middle and boom and i shot both of them like one shot they was all you know pumped about it you know he went over and got them and so they just started started laughing you know after we got these things you know plucked and feathered and all that and um, he said, look, he said, because uh, they had killed like two monkeys and then I, then I killed those two parrots. And uh, they said, uh, when we come into town, when we come back to the village, they said, you carry the parrots and we'll carry the monkeys. And I said, okay, that's no big deal. I'll, I'll carry whatever, you know. They was all laughing. They said, I, like, I, like they told me later, like, if, you're, if, you're, if you go out hunting and you bring back parrots, like you're basically saying, like, we didn't have a good time. Like, we didn't have a successful hunt. So we had to shoot, shoot something easy. <laughs> and so... Uh, that was kind of crazy, but, um, but yeah, so man, as always, you know, I guess here, uh, I'm sure there's been some, some, uh, some funny things. I can't think of one right off the top of my head, but, uh, yeah, I just try to, I just try to, just try to maintain a, you know, easy going and, uh, you know, I've learned to laugh at a lot of things, you know, just throughout the years and take things, you know, with a grain of salt, so to speak, and not, you know, not where you're feelings on your shirt sleeves you just got to have some thick skin on some of these places i remember this guy um, this guy had brought his son up to this to the our old shop before i got kicked out no no i take that back i was in my i was i was in the new shop yeah i was always in the new shop and uh this man like two towns over um had his son had heard 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 about me and um probably seven years old they said he just kept nagging his dad and said i've got to go over and see the american so anyway, this guy brings his, his son over to the shop. And what's, what's interesting is like since he was little up until like since he's seven years old now, like they just let him watch like YouTube and cartoons and all that. And it, like he speaks English better than his own like native, like native, um, like Curtis Serrani. And so he was like, yeah, sometimes he speaks to us. His dad was telling me. His dad said, yeah, sometimes we don't even understand him. Like we don't know what he's saying. We can't, we can't communicate with him. And uh, the little kid's English was amazing just by watching videos and stuff. But man, that boy, he climbed the walls in the shop. I mean, he was climbing around, jumping on stuff. He was, he was just out of control. And so uh, finally, my partner, David, was like, hey, man, he was like, you're going to have to get this boy out of here. I'm afraid he's going to get hurt on a tool or something or get cut. 
but I thought that was kind of funny. You know, here he is, you know, born and raised, you know, in Iraq, but can't even speak their mother tongue. You know, just he can only speak English because that's all he'd ever watch was English stuff on YouTube and thing. That was kind of funny. <laughs> Let me ask you this: um, what are what are some ways that people, as far as in the states, uh, can can help in your experience help with missionaries out on the field from their position like are birthday cards and notes good or are there other things they can do to, to potentially help help guys like you out you know uh, yeah that's a great question brother your birthday cards and notes are great um and that you know for sure takes effort to get that sent to the place if it makes it or not but i would even take it a step above and just take advantage of like what we're doing today you know just take advantage of modern technology you know, for some degree, you know, to, to some degree, rather, there there seems to be a disconnect between missions on the field and and I'm not saying every church, but in a lot of places, you know, the missionary is just another letter, you know, hanging on the wall. You know, I think, you know, having, you know, a five minute update on a on a prayer meeting night or whatever, where you just where somebody, you know, gets up and just says, hey, pray specifically in this way for this brother. I think I think that's that means a lot to be able to have have that connection back home where you know that it's not just that you, that you know folks are praying you know I I know folks are praying for me daily that are that that are but more than just a general prayer more specific right. more more fine tuned um, I think that I, I think in both parts I think it encourages the missionary because they have the connection but I think it also encourages the church because they can see God working. And see their prayers answered. Amen. I think I think it goes hands in hand. Yeah, it makes you feel like you got more than just than just a piece of paper. Yeah, that's right. And that's the whole goal of this podcast, you know, so we could reach out, get to know you, and other people, so that other people get to know you too. Keep you in our prayers. Amen. Well, brother, um, I think we're we're at the place now where we're, we're ready for you to, to do your do your devotion or, or message with us today. We'll get back with you whenever you're done all right sounds good well I'll, I'll, what i'll do is i'll just share uh a scripture that's been helping me recently and um and I'll, i won't take too much time i got a actually got a frozen block of uh, a frozen water bottle held to my phone so it doesn't overheat because it's done it in the past on these calls but it's been a, like the season over here is just uh has been a very trying season for sure you know and i and, I, and, I, and I, i'm not reaching out for you know a tearjerker or a sad story but but just to put out the facts and say this is this is what it's like it is a beautiful area the mountains are pretty and the people at first glance are very hospitable they're very kind um you know they invite you to their home they will cook a meal for you very common um but then once you are here long enough to where you see the mask of religion removed and the game of charades is not being played. It is, it's just, it, it, it's a, it's a roll your sleeves up. This is a battle front and the spiritual warfare is no joke. Um, just bombarded every single day, getting bombarded, bombarded. And, uh, you know, you've met people that are just prideful and arrogant and you just don't want to be around them. You know, you're just like, wow, let me just get away from this guy. But when it's everybody that you meet, 
is the same same level of arrogancy and and pride and it's just like man lord you've got to give me some relief and you know it is just um you know it's a it, it's, it's a difficult field uh, to the point it really puts you back on your knees you know praying and asking god for help and strength and at the same time you know the lord is choosing to you know teach you and to and to bring you into the furnace again to boil off you know the dross and yeah so you know um for sure you know this past year especially the summer it was just really uh, a difficult time um you know uh just just daily struggles um with people and you know you're trying to learn the language so then you've got to automatically you know you've got to put yourself down i mean you're talking to adults like you're like you're a you know like you're five years old because that's the level of language where you're at and so you know you're walking in that humility and you know um each people group has, you know, has, you know, has their own little niche, their own little click. Um, but for the, for what I've been able to see here so far is like, there is a, for sure, there is a, 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 a magnitude of lying and habitual lying and, and cheating that I've never seen anywhere else. And it is unbelievable that they, they, they will cheat their own mother, you know, if, if they can, their own family. And so now then, you know, you're the expat, you know, you're the foreigner, the crosshairs are, are on you. The second you walk in the store or the shop or whatever you're going, whatever your business is. And, you know, it's like, they've got this thing down where they can cheat you with a smile and they're not affected by it whatsoever. And you just know within what, you know, you know, within your heart yourself, you've just been cheated. And to have that just go on day in, day out, you know, it's just repetitiveness. And to not have the language skills to whether you can walk up and confront it, you know, and, and, and just tell it straight up. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a very frustrating, challenging um, season. But, um, you know, nonetheless, the Lord's been faithful and His grace has been sufficient. And, and um yeah, just uh, I've really just enjoyed the Lord and dove deeper into Him and in His Word, uh, you know, during those times, and and uh, can see that God was working, you know, on me. It's a, God's multifaceted, you know. He, uh, he was doing many different things all at the same time, and the majority of those things He doesn't even let you know that He's doing. He's just doing it just because He's God, and. Um, uh, so yeah, at the same time, God's working on us, growing us through the circumstance, through the difficulty to where you just have to just say, yes, Lord, and just, you know, just embrace it and, uh, you know, and just take your hands off of it. That's the, that's where really where, 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 um, where, where grace can shine through a guy that I hadn't been a friend of mine for going on three years, uh, at the place where I buy wood, um, I mean, bold faced, blatantly cheated me out of 45 bucks. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's 45 bucks I'm trying to be a good steward of the Lord's you know, money. Um, 
I just stood there for a minute and, you know, it was around all these other guys and they were like, you know, wondering like, like I could tell that all eyes were watching how I would react. And so I paid him the money. He tried to give me my change back. And, and I said, I said, no, I said, tell you what, I said, just keep the change. I said, I said, I said, you need it, man. Let me bless you with it. Give it to your son. He helped me load the wood in the truck and, and just gave them over and above what he had, what he had cheated me out of. And as I was walking back to the truck, I heard all these other guys in there start roaring, start laughing. And man, I'm going to tell you that that was just like this dagger in my heart. I was like, man, I was just, wow. And this guy I really thought we was building a friendship with and it was becoming closer. Got in the truck and I'm driving out of the lumber yard and going back down the road, heading back up the mountain to go back to the town here. And uh, I just broke. I just started. I just broke down, and I was asking the Lord to help me. I needed, I needed grace, and you know, I didn't understand why I was walking through all this stuff all over again. It just seemed like it just—it's every single day. It never let, you know, lets up, and you know how, you know, and then the, the enemy uses it in a way to where it puts a puts a, a, a distaste, you know, in your heart, you know, towards the people that you're called to share the gospel with and so it, it's it's really it's a it's a it's a it's a sketchy snare you've got to be on the on the watch for and guard your heart and don't build walls you know um that's so easy to do and say okay well you cheated me well then forget it and i'll never come back here again and, but you know that doesn't do it this doesn't help that guy any with the gospel and and so you just gotta learn to let those things go and i got back to the house and I, 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 actually on the way back it was that fast on the way back when I, I, I just said well I just give it to your hands Lord I'm not going to fight over squabble I'm just going to put it in your hands God and it was I said Lord I said if you want these folks to continue to cheat cheat me this way then that then, then that's cool you're you're using it somehow for your glory and I, and then just, it's all in your hands God and I was coming up the the Lofa it's like a switchback coming up the mountain and I get a text from this guy and he texts me on the WhatsApp and he says, Hey, hey, Mr. Andrew, he said, I want to tell you, he said, um, he said, I'm sorry. He said, um, he said, I I I owe you uh forty five dollars. And he's like, So whenever you come back, you I take it out, take it out on, out on extra wood, or I can give you your money back. And like, you know, I was just like rejoicing in the Lord, not for the fact it wasn't about the money. I mean, I, I, you know, I wasn't rejoicing over $45. I was rejoicing that this man has a conscience that's still capable of, of convicting him of his wrong and his error. We had just had a conversation like two weeks prior to this event about how, cause he had a customer cheat him. And I, I was sharing with him scripturally, you know, about cheating and about lying and, all liars will find their place in the lake of fire and, you know, on and on. We had a chance to share with them from the scripture. And uh, uh, so um, this guy, you know, he, he's Muslim, born Muslim, but, you know, he, he drinks and that kind of stuff. So he's not, um, you know, a, uh, he's not devouted or any, anything like that. And so, um, so not, not to say that, that there isn't those pockets of radicalism. There are, 
there's one major hub that's in this town where I'm at. And, um, and that's okay. We still love them. <laughs> and anyway, um, so yeah, so just, so just that, you know, that attacks and all these things throughout the season was such, you know, then a sickness and then kidney stones. And I'm just like, Lord, is just, is it ever going to let up? And I come across this scripture over here in second Timothy. It's Paul's last epistle, uh, to Timothy. And, um, it's amazing. He, like, he's never, um, he's never going to see Timothy again, except when he gets to heaven. This is his last parting words. Um, what am I going to say to a young man? Um, you know, it's like, just like, wow. Uh, this is the last guy that, you know, my opportunity to, 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 to the things that I've learned, the things that I've carried with me that I've learned on this journey with Christ that I can pass on to a younger generation and no doubt a hundred percent authored and, and designed by the, um, by the Holy spirit. And we come to this, um, this letter. And one of the things that's remarkable is the word endure. It's mentioned four times, I believe, uh, in this, um, in this epistle. Um, three of those is dealing with suffering and hardships and afflictions. And, and there, are, and that just simply means there are some things in the, in your walk with Christ that there's no way out of it. There's no way under it. There's no way around it. You're just going to have to endure it. And, uh, the blessing is, is that he is there with you. The Lord will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. Um, but there are some things that you're just going to have uh, to endure. And Second uh, Timothy 2, um, in verse number one, he says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. He says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And hardness, just the hardness of life, the hardness of uh, you know, having to get up and, and go to work. Just some things, some things are just hard. And um, it doesn't mean that we just sit around on the couch with our lips stuck out. It's time you just, what he's saying is, Timothy, some things you're going to have to just man up on, son. And you have to endure some things, and um, and you know that's that's true. I think cross culturally in every in every generation, uh, um, Paul, no doubt, he suffered uh, greatly afflictions, all sorts of issues. This man went through. I mean, beatings and whippings and imprisonments and all that. And he comes down to Timothy, and he's encouraging him to, to to endure some things. Verse ten of the same the same chapter the, 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 this was the deep well that that just brought well springs of the living water to my soul during this season um he says this he says therefore i endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in christ jesus with eternal glory 
for it is a faithful saying for if i for if we be dead with him we shall also live with him if we suffer we shall also reign with him if we deny him he will also deny us um if we believe not yet he abideth faithful he cannot deny himself and what's so encouraging to me was it was it what was in this i just pictured paul at a very low moment where he's by himself he's alone he's uh he's had affliction he's had uh beatings uh, i mean just all sorts of things happening to him and you know somewhere somehow in the mystery of it all he says i endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. See, that's I hear. Let me break this down for y'all, because this really helped me. What he had to endure, the affliction, the all things, whether it was a hardship or affliction or suffering or a sickness, or a beating or an imprisonment or spiritual battles that was just on and on, or the issue with the churches that just plagued his mind. All these things were just things he had to endure and he says he, he endures it for the elect's sake now who's the elect we know according to the scripture those are the ones according from now this is not talking from our side it's from god's side we know that god knows everything there's nothing that god does not know so therefore based on the foreknowledge of god god knows who will be saved who will not be saved he's already seen them gathered around the throne he's 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 omniscient he's all powerful, he's all knowing, he's all he's everywhere at the same time. And so he's almighty. So now then, based on the foreknowledge of God, what Paul was saying was this. He said, What I suffer, what I go through, somehow, some way, I know and have all confidence that God uses that to affect those yet in darkness, whom he foreknew that will come out of darkness. And that was an encouragement to him. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to endure this suffering. I'm going to endure this affliction. I'm going to endure this sickness because some way, somehow, some way, somehow God is, is God is using it. God is, is magnifying it to touch somebody's heart in darkness. Someone that he foreknew that he's going to call out and somehow this enduring that I'm going through is going to touch them some way that's going to aid in that, that's going to help in that to where that when they hear the preaching of the word of God under the power of the Holy ghost, that, that, that they will come forth. They, they, they will embrace the cross. They will embrace Christ, the savior and, 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 and obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And I'm going to tell y'all that has absolutely helped me. I mean, it helped me walk out of the furnace, pulled me out of the spot that I was in. Just to know that at the phase where I'm at in serving here and learning the language and learning culture and sowing seed where I can and, um, uh, uh, I mean, witnessing the folks and, 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 and witnessing to adults and, and, uh, you know, in a three-year-old grammar, <laughs> uh, whatever the case may be, knowing that what I'm walking through at that moment, whether it's in a sickness or an affliction 
or uh, whether it's from the ad, from, from the adversary or whether it's um, whether it's just a, just a hardship or a difficulty because of the culture and the language. I mean, something as simple as going to the grocery store or getting gas there, 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 there in that first year was like magnified, you know, uh, uh, multiplied a thousand times more difficult. Try to, you know, use your phone to communicate and point to numbers and tell how much fuel you want, how much money you've got and learn the new money system and all and knowing that every bit of that you got to walk through somehow, some way to the praise of the glory of his grace will affect somebody. God always has somebody watching always when the Lord walked out on, uh, out on the, I don't, when the Lord calmed the sea, he had the disciples in the boat. The scripture said there were other little ships with them. It's amazing that, 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 um, that, uh, that God always has somebody watching, always has somebody um, looking at you specifically. If you're a born-again believer, God will have somebody watching your life. I can promise you that. Um, and there's some things coming that you're going to have to just endure. And I want to encourage you to endure. I want to encourage you when it gets tough and, 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 and you don't feel like going on. Uh, I mean, it's set, up to, it, it, it's set up in such a way that even if you don't even believe it, if you don't believe that God's going to even do anything in it, then it's set up in such a way he says, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. <laughs> I just say praise God, man. And, you know, what an opportunity. Uh, you know, and that's what I've, I guess that's what I've gathered out of that season was this, was that, was that oftentimes um, opportunity uh, to be able to bring God honor and glory comes cloaked, comes clothed, comes suited up in, um, in difficulty and affliction and hardships. And if you see it as such, if you see this is a hardship, this is a difficulty, this is affliction, and you begin to focus on that, then you'll eventually see yourself as a victim, as God coming after you. And my friend, that's a deep hole right there. That 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 that'll 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 leave you discouraged. It'll leave you down. It'll leave you depressed. Um, but if you can see the difficulty, and have that perspective change to where the difficulty and the and the and um, the hardship and the affliction and the sickness is an opportunity for you to give God honor and praise and glory. And according to the scripture, let me find this verse for you real quick. It's over here in Second Corinthians. And um, I want to say it's in chapter 3. Let's see, Second Corinthians. Let me it's chapter 4. Yeah, chapter 4, I'm sorry. Second Corinthians 4. Look at verse number 14. It says, Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall also shall raise shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you here it is for all things who's going to raise us up the lord jesus for all things are for your sakes that's everything that's the good the bad and the ugly everything is for your sake why that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of god for which cause we faint not. I'm not going to faint when, when I see a, a, a hardship coming. I'm not going to faint when, 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 when I got to endure something. 
Why? Because I know all things are for my sake. Not only that, as Paul said to Timothy, they're for the elect's sake, those in darkness whom God foreknew that's not out of the darkness yet, but they, that, that, but that will come out according to the preached word of God and, and God sending a man in the preach and declare truth. Uh, man, it's very encouraging. He says, for, for which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. For we, for we look not on the things which are not seen, for which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. For, uh, well, for us, we read that over again. I'll break that one up there. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. There we go. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so that's that, that's that not being able to see God work or God move. I don't feel him moving. I don't see him moving. Job was in the same situation. He said, Job 22, he said, Lord, he said, I think it's around verse 18, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he said, I look to my, to, to, to my right hand. And he said, you know, where you work and you're not there. I, I, I look to my left, and, you know, and you're not there. I, I look before me and I look behind me. and I, I don't see you. Next verse, he says, but, 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 you know, the way I take talks about coming forth as gold tried in the fire, pure gold tried in the fire. And, you know, during those moments of enduring, it's oftentimes associated with not knowing what God is doing, not knowing where God is to where we say, you know, I don't know where you are, but that's, that, that's where the perspective changes at. That's where there's, that's where that's, that's where the joy is at. It's not, and this is, a, this is, this is the big twist is the big change is this. It's not knowing, it's not me knowing where God is. It's me knowing that God knows where I'm at. And that's, that's the difference. I find great rest and confidence, not so much in knowing God on my right hand or God on my left hand or God before me or God behind me, but resting in the fact that I know that God knows where I'm at. And, 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 and that is a, is a, is, is a huge, is a huge perspective change. And when, when, we, when we're able to live and walk in that, um, we can embrace those hardships and those things to what we endure, um, as, as as Paul many times did, as the Lord did at the cross, um, embrace it and knowing that the outcome is better and greater than the current moment. Um, all things truly do work together for good uh, to them who love God and who are the called according to his purpose. And, you know, uh, that perspective change alone will absolutely uh, help you stick it through the, the things you've got to endure. Um, as a follower, uh, you're just going to have to just grit your teeth, roll your sleeves up and endure some things. But I'm grateful. Paul, uh, as, as, as one of our examples, of course, the great example is Christ, you know, endured the cross, uh, endured the shame, uh, suffering, um, you know, all the spitting, the buffeting, uh, the mockery, endured every bit of it, that the greater outcome would be you know, the birthing of the bride of Christ, the church, 
just absolutely incredible to see fruit really take off when our perspective changes and um and, and we can see by confidence um and by by truth that he is working when, when i can't see him working he is working when i don't feel him working he is working um things out for his honor and glory um and if it gets to the point where you're so bad and you sit down and you know you've be, you, you've seen yourself as the victim and you're you, He's not going to deny himself. He's going to remain faithful. And I just want to say praise be to God, uh, to the praise, the honor, and the glory of his grace that, um, that uh, you know, there's some things we got to endure, um, but he's, he's with us. He's designed it in a way that we can walk through it smiling. You know, when, when the Lord talks about those, the man that built his house upon the sand and the man that built his house upon the rock, both men go through a storm. Both men experienced the effects of the storm. Both men, they 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 experienced the waves. Uh, they they experienced the wind and, and and the rain and the thunder and the lightning. And the purpose of the storm um, was to simply expose the foundation. It showed what was what the what the the sand man had built upon. He built upon the sand, and you know his house crumbled. And um, for the wise man, it exposed the rock that he was built upon. Sometimes we've got to endure some storms, but in the process, God is simply exposing the foundation that you're built upon. He's pointing out Christ. And there may be someone listening. You have to, you have to maybe this week walk into a cancer clinic and take an injection of some sort of a poison that, that they tell you they're trying to cure cancer or whatever it is. And, and, and you have to endure some things with that. You're going through a chemo, you're going through whatever. Uh, and I just want to encourage you that, 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 that in your state of enduring, continue faithful, um, be encouraged to go forward. That God is simply pulling down the foundation. Uh, he's pulling things around that's that's grown up around the foundation and showing that to a doc, to a nurse, to somebody else watching. It's just it's just a, it's a phenomenal perspective change that I promise you you'll find strength in in, in your season of enduring. Um, it sure has been a help to me. I know I'm 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 a thousand percent confident sitting here right right now on the side of this canyon. Um, on, on the border town here in um, Iraq, uh, neighboring Iran. And I know that everything that I've endured this summer, everything that I will endure in the future, I know that God somehow is working things out for his glory. He's helping me with it. He's, he's, he's giving me an, a greater eternal weight and glory with it. He's filing down self and exposing more of Christ with it. And the blessing is this. He's calling those out of darkness. He's he's summon, summonsing their attention to look at my servant over here. And it's an amazing thing. When you go back to the very sufferings of Job, the devil didn't know what to do. They thought a blessing to know. He didn't know. He's just walking up and walking to and fro. He didn't know where, where to go or nothing. It was the Lord that said, how about you take a look at my servant, Job? The blessing is this. The, the blessing is that 
Every bit of Job's enduring and affliction and suffering all started with God. And when you can apprehend that truth, my friend, you can say as Paul did, uh, I glory in my infirmities. The power of Christ may rest upon me. And, and um, yeah, and praise be to his grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this uh, few moments, God, to share from your word and share, Lord, how it's been a, a what a, a deep well of encouragement, Lord, for me, uh, your servant here, serving you, God, in, in this, this dry and dark land. We're grateful, God, for how you're moving and how that you've, uh, Lord, how that you author all things well, for you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, Lord, how that, uh, how that uh, the journey uh, takes us through seasons of just endurance and uh, whether it be affliction or whether it be a heartache or um, a sickness or a difficulty. God, you, you know how to author the, the enduring part better than we do. But we're grateful, God, for grace to be able to endure and then just the truth to know that there's some things we just going to have to endure. There's no way around it. And we're thankful, God, that you're there with us and that you're working things out for your glory. You've placed us there, God, for, for a specific purpose and reason. Help us not to faint in it. God, help us to be thankful in it, Lord. For you said uh, that Thanksgiving redound to the glory of God. And we just pray, Lord, that through that Thanksgiving, God, in the trial, Thanksgiving, Lord, in the affliction, Thanksgiving, in the sickness, with a thankful heart, God, approaching whatever the difficulty or the or the adversity may be, that, that alone, Lord, comes back to glory. And we're trusting and confident, God, you always have somebody watching and that it will work on their heart Lord, to bring them to you, bring them to full salvation, Lord, and, um, and Lord, in Christ Jesus. Father, we're thankful again for those listening. Pray it would be a help and a blessing. And then we ask it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Thoroughly, thoroughly got help today getting to speak with you and getting to spend some time with you, getting to hear your voice and, and learn more about who you are as well as uh, what God's doing through you. And I'm extremely thankful for your time today. And uh, is there is there certain things right now that we can help you pray about in our prayer lives that would that you have on your heart that would not just be general, but would be something specific that you need help praying for? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would, I would ask you for specifically pray for a couple, couple young men that um, that look the Lord's put in our path. That we've been uh, so inceding to uh, the one, one young man's name is Ibrahim. Um, he's very confused. Uh, of course, I know who the author of that is, but he's expressed a lot of interest in Christ, and we've had a lot of long talks, but yet is 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 oftentimes pulled back into Islam. And it is a spiritual warfare. So if you call his name out, um, Abraham, another young man is um, a, a guy that I, I work with every single day. His name is Dode. As far as a man that will just, I mean, he's just one of those guys that I think y'all would call just a good old boy. I mean, just a guy that would do anything for you. You know, he's Muslim, quote unquote, by birth, uh, but he's not practicing. He's been talking here re recently. He said, you know, he said, these guys, they walk around these prayer beads. They say they're going to pray. He said, but he said, but they'll they'll lie to you. They'll talk about you. So he's starting to see, you know, little by little, God's uh, giving him light. He's starting to see more of um, of the charades that uh, that Islam really is. So 
um, be praying for him. His name is Dawood. And then, and then lastly, just, just, just for the, uh, for the church that's here, the one that uh, was, was dispersed, the, our, our old house church there, those brothers that are scattered and really just because of fear has such a grip on them. It's, it's, it's got to take the Lord. I've reached out and reached out and I meet with them, but they just, it just, it just, it just, um, they're, they're at a place where they just need the Lord to really just move and meet with them in a way that would over overshadow their fears of their family fears of, of, of the radicalist um, guys. And I mean, just, just to overshadow that. And so, um, so yeah, those three things specifically would be a, be a blessing. It's Abraham, Dawood, and then, uh, then the, just the, the local church that they would really uh, step out of fear and begin to fellowship that the, the Holy ghost would begin to meet with them and, you know, even as they connect, like in the like in the marketplace or at the soccer field or in, in town, be that experience, you know, as Mary, you know, met, met, met Elizabeth, there was just leaping in the womb. I just pray that the Holy Ghost would just begin to meet with them and guide their conversations. They would experience him, you know, even even in the streets and to want to wanna meet again and want to meet again and again. I pray this place is a is a city set up on a hill that cannot be hid. It's a multiplying work. That's our prayer. Um, that it's a sending work um, that reaches to the regions beyond this place over in Iran and and uh, just has some greater greater uh, impacts. Yes, sir. We'll definitely we'll definitely do that again. I I really appreciate the time you've given us today. I know you you've got a lot going on where you're at. And, uh, and brother, I, brother Andrew, I really, again, thank you for what you do. The main purpose of this is so we can hear from people like you and help us be able to relate more, pray more for you. Really just to, to help us also realize just how important at the church and, and work that are very important. But it also thank you, brother, for your time. And uh, we hope that. Uh, yes, sir, brother. I, I, I certainly. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me. And uh, it was a real blessing. And y'all give me a call anytime. And I uh, pray the Lord's grace be upon you. May he continue to guide your steps. And thankful again for the opportunity.